Hey everyone, uh, welcome to The Start. I'm Patrick. And I'm Nick. In today's episode, we have Dan Eden. Dan and his fiance decided to take a chance when they left the UK for sunny San Francisco uh, for a design internship at Dropbox, where Dan still currently works. Also has some other cool side projects um, that we'll cover. This is The Start. Hey Dan, welcome to the start. Hi, good to be here. Uh, yeah, man, how's how's your day going? Pretty good. Uh, I got up later than I should have done, but you know it's the weekend, so I'm allowed to do that. It's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's some R. Kelly song we could probably quote <laughs> about the weekend, but we won't do that on this show. Um, so this is, you know, you're part of season one. This is the first time we've ever recorded together, actually. So it's pretty fun. I've used Animate. I've used a handful of your tools before, um, or things that you've made and released on the web, so I'm pretty excited to have you on the show. Um, so thanks for being here. Awesome, no problem. Um, so why don't we just get started, Dan, with, why don't you give us the basics? Tell us who you are, what you do, where you hail from, if you'd like, anything and everything that you think is relevant um, to your story and how you got started. Okay. Uh, well, I am a designer, um, mostly kind of web and front-end stuff, um, trying to get back to my roots and learn some more about traditional design. Uh, I'm working for Dropbox. I just uh, finished a three-month internship with them and accepted a full-time designer role, which is, like, super exciting. Yeah, congrats, Thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah, which is uh, really surreal. Um, I hail from Manchester, England, and uh, that usually means that people who meet me almost immediately want to talk about soccer. Uh, in which I have no interest. Well, soccer or rock and roll. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, your, your favorite team's probably Chelsea, right? No. Kidding, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, occasionally somebody will talk about music, which is actually great because all the best bands come from Manchester. So, yep. so then I do have a, a random question for you. Okay. Who's, um, who are you listening to the most right now? Oh, right now? Um, I'm actually listening mostly to an artist called Airhead. Um, okay. I think he's from London, but like recently, I've just been listening to a ton of like ambient electronic stuff that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my fiance hates, and <laughs> I just <laughs> listen to it at the office, just kind of deep in my headphones. It's great in the zone stuff, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, awesome. it's so good. That's um, Tycho has been a big fan of mine, or I've been a big mm-hmm. fan of his yeah, lately because he's like slowly releasing stuff from his new album. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for that. But that's really cool. Um, so you're at Dropbox now. Yeah. Why don't we rewind back to like your roots? Where, where did it all begin? How did it all start? So, um, I guess the furthest back you could go is like when I was a kid, um, I had a pretty bad habit of like 
cannibalizing all the computers that my dad would bring home. Um, I must have, I must have like burnt out three or four tower computers in the first like 10 years of my life, just kind of taking them apart and, uh, seeing what happened. Um, and I, I distinctly remember, um, working with my dad on, on like, um, did you ever see those Lego kits that had like the yellow box that was a, a motor that you would program on the computer and then like make a robot out of them? Wow. It was so, so cool. I didn't. Oh man, I missed out. I love Legos as a kid, but I never knew they had that. I'm gonna have to find it and send you guys a link or something. But it was it was so awesome. Like just basically two motors and a yellow box, but you could build so many things off that. And uh, that was really my first introduction to like programming and. That kind of started an idea in my head that like you could tell these computers to do something and and you could kind of create all these amazing things out of that um and then how old were you when you did that uh I must have been like twelve or thirteen or something okay, okay. that's so cool yeah, it was awesome um and then like a few years on, I was kind of um going into i guess what the American equivalent of uh, high school is and found myself uh, designing like posters for uh, this band that I was in um, as we all do as designers <laughs> yeah right what uh, what instrument did you play uh, I'm a drummer um, nice. yeah, but I, I play cool. a bit of guitar and everything as well so uh, dude I wanted to be a drummer so bad growing <laughs> up but I like and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this but the idea of having different like beats and rhythms and different extremities. So you're, yeah. you, you know, your feet are doing different things and then your hands and arms are doing completely different things from all of, I, I, it, it just, it didn't compute for me. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was self-taught for a really long time. And then I started having lessons and I realized that I've been doing it so wrong, like up until that moment. Um, <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a good instrument to play. Um, but yeah, I was like designing, fake album covers and posters and stuff for this band of mine and um eventually like a friend of mine kind of saw that I was doing this stuff and offered to like buy me dinner to like design a website for him or something and so sweet he took me for a burger and I made him a website <laughs> and mm. I kind of realized <laughs> you know it was it was really fun doing that and like I kept building these websites for people who would buy me burgers and <laughs> was that was that really your project fee? So there's a kickoff yeah, fee of, much. of, of yeah. fries and then I need a burger there's too. Something to that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um kind of cottoned on to the idea that, you know, people wanted websites and I liked making them. Um and eventually kind of got tired of that idea actually because the people I was working with didn't really have an appreciation for good design. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was learning more and more about what it meant to be, to be a good designer, but still getting the same clients kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, I started making side projects like Animate.css and like a money management tool called Brills and a, a writing environment called Onward. And my entire portfolio today is consisting of those tools. And that's uh, that's pretty much what got me the job at Dropbox was. Um, was working on these side projects. So when, when in 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 the whole spectrum of this, so you know, the first burger you got, <laughs> and that first website, and then animate CSS. 
how far was that span? So, and I'm asking because I know you're you're still pretty young. You've you know you've accomplished a lot, but college happened, high school happened somewhere in between. Like, what's the gap there? Um, so I must have gotten paid for my first website when I was like 16 or 17, and then Animate.css was released when I was 19. So like two years of okay. uh, of working. But like the uh, the trajectory of my rate of learning just like kept on increasing and increasing. So yeah. So you know, if I'd have learned at the same rate that I was when I was seventeen, then it would have I'd still be like getting paid in burgers right now. <laughs> but because I I just kind of really got into this idea of like designing beautiful websites and really learning about great design, um, it kind of took over my life a bit. And yeah. It was uh, really exciting. No, nice. no, was this was this a lot of it self taught, you know, or did you go? I mean, you know, did you get, I guess, a degree or, or go for a design specific um, track? So, when I was uh, in uh, in high school, I um, I kind of took up photography and computing uh, lessons in there, and because I knew I wanted to do something creative and I knew I wanted to do something with computers and I figured, well, I can combine those two things. Um, and it was during my free time in high school that I was making websites and stuff. Um, but I didn't really know specifically what I wanted to do. So I came out of high school with like a really um, bad grade in computing, like shockingly bad. Um, yeah. and a fairly decent one in photography and kind of went into college into a really generic degree that kind of touched on a ton of subjects. So we did everything from uh, from like computer programming to web scripting, web design, interface design, project management, just like a ton of stuff, but not in wow. a lot of detail, mm-hmm. uh, which actually was really great for me because it gave me an introduction to loads and loads of different software environments and everything. Um, that I could then, in my free time, go, hey, I'm going to like explore this further and see what I can make out of it. And that's really where um, that took off, and I started kind of taking web design more seriously as a career option. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, hmm. No, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think... You know, we all sort of fall into that boat where we don't know what the hell we want to do. It just seems like yours was a little bit more in the forefront of your mind versus just like, oh, okay, I'll fall, I'll fall into something, yeah. which is totally good and all. But um, so when you were like exploring all the stuff and you were building a handful of these tools, were you building like uh, we'll use um, Brill was one of the other ones, right? That was the money management mm-hmm. tool. What was the purpose in building that? Because you didn't build it for a client. You built it for yourself. I assume you built it and I'm making an assumption here. Um, maybe to learn, you wanted to build something, you had an idea and you also wanted to learn. Um, was there anything past that and like the purpose of building it? So Brills was, um, kind of my introduction to scratching my own itch. It was the first like uh, side project that I worked on exclusively for myself. And, mm-hmm. um, it, initially it was just going to be like, a uh, an extra document on on my own website that only I would access. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. it coincided with my my first job, which was um, the title was web administrator, and mm-hmm. it was for a, a fragrance and toiletries distributor in in uh, my hometown. 
<laughs> that sounds riveting. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, uh, it was a great job. Like I, um, I always said to myself that if I if I really failed badly at college, then I would just go back there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a really great job. Yeah, yeah. fallback. Like yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this first job, I kind of found myself earning money for the first time, and I was like, wow, I really need to like make sure I don't spend all of this on stupid stuff. And so um, I, I basically invented Brills, which was this glorified calculator into which I, sure. would, I would put my monthly income and then each of my regular monthly outgoings. So things like a phone bill, rent, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote it in like vanilla PHP. My only prior introduction to PHP was like WordPress templates. Um, and it was, yeah. it was, re- well, that's normally how people get into PHP. I feel yeah, like at least it's, now it's a, it's a great introduction to it as well. Cause it, it gives you a lot of the core concepts that behind PHP mm-hmm. and still kind of ha- holds your hand through that whole thing. Um, but yeah, so I, i hacked this thing together and it was really bad. And then eventually I kind of thought uh, somebody else was probably going to find this useful. So I put it out <laughs> on the, on forest. I don't know if you guys, um, yeah. familiar with that yeah which was a which was a great community um nice. put it out there and you know a few people were like wow this is really good and you know i got a ton of bug reports and and really good feedback from that and um the more i started to use it and the more the people were using it i realized i really needed to kind of make it a more reliable tool so i i rewrote sure. it in uh, code igniter a php framework which was a whole other nice. world of learning but like at the end of it it made it so much more maintainable and scalable. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I kind of started on this um, perpetual motion thing where I would just think of ideas and then build them really quickly over a weekend and release them. And then whatever stuck, I would just work on even more. Yeah. Well, that's an exciting time though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really awesome. And like, I love the idea that nearly every idea that anybody has ever had, you know, somebody's already thought of that. But I think the difference yeah. is that you can do it better. So is, yeah. would that be no, would, would that be point. what you say then keeps you going? You know, and gives you the drive uh, then and now. Yeah, definitely. Especially with my with my side projects in particular. Like, I don't think any of the things that I have built are original. Um, but I, I have this passion for like really high quality stuff. And at the same time, I have a tendency to like ship minimal viable product, like all the time. So it's this weird imbalance of like, it has to be perfect and I'm tired of coding. Let's just get it out. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's definitely what keeps me going. So that's good though. Actually, it seems like a little impatience paired with, um, you know, detail, being very detail oriented might be a good, good mix. Yeah. Um, so this is like super random. I, I guess this isn't that random. Can you tell us about like some of the stuff you did at that first job at the, what was it? Uh, cosmetics and toiletry company? Yeah. <laughs> web, web admin. You were a, web administrator. Yeah, you were, the, you were a web master administrator. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did a few different things there. Um, one of my... I guess my main job was like designing and templating um, email campaigns. 
which was a bit of a drag. You know, we've all been there as well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, table layouts and all this stuff. Um, Inline styles yeah. and table layouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is actually pretty good practice. I think everybody who wants to get into like a, a front end career should um, go through that painful process because it, it helps you learn all the different constraints and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, shapes you to, to remember that, you know, nothing's going to be perfect in any browser or a client or anything. Yeah. So. Well, I guess Outlook becomes a nice introduction to <laughs> yeah. internet, the, the, the bane of Internet Explorer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then beyond email templating, I would, I would like, create mini sites, mini marketing sites, because we, we also worked with, like, um, celebrities, which was pretty cool. So a celebrity oh, awesome. would, like, um, come in and, and say that they wanted to launch a perfume or whatever. And we would work with them to do, like, the branding and the designing mm. and advertising and everything. And I wouldn't have so much to do with the designing, but I, I'd get the chance to make these, like, mini-sites, um, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool, you know, meeting these minor celebrities um, in England that, you know, I hadn't heard of, but I'd go to the pub and tell my friends, and one of them would be like, oh, yeah. my God, I love her, or whatever, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got to meet them, too. You weren't just, like stashed away in a closet on no no well it's funny we were we were kind of stashed away but um the office that i was in had no windows like to get any daylight i would have to go and make myself a coffee in like the main office area Uh, over winter there were days where i literally wouldn't see any sunlight because i'd leave work oh my god I'd, i'd leave for work in the morning and it would be pitch black and by the time i'm leaving work it's pitch black again so that's brutal yeah <laughs> um that was not fun but uh but it was a really fun place to work and uh i i learned a lot and it gave me um a lot of momentum like i would i would get home from work and still have all this energy to keep on building and designing and that's that gave me a lot of time to to work on these side projects that's awesome so when because you're technically a designer at dropbox right yep when did that transition happen um and i you know for someone because it sounds like you are a front-end guy turned designer if you will or like you've sort of done both of them in tandem just one page you while the other one didn't so when did i don't know i don't know if you even identify yourself as a designer versus a front-end developer or both but you know dropbox had to put something on your business card what made (laughs) that the just you know why did that make the cut um so I've always sold myself as a designer that uses um, like front-end tools as a as a tool for design. So you know yeah. the text editor is my Photoshop. Basically, I I'm a big advocate of designing in the browser, um, especially when it's uh, in particular web design. It does it just never clicked with me even from the start to design a website in Photoshop, hmm. um, and like that made it really easy for me. Uh, for example, when responsive web design came about because everybody was freaking out about all the different breakpoints they're going to have to design for in Photoshop. And I was like, I've been doing this for years already. <laughs> um, so as uh, as for Dropbox, like I guess that they, the design team are really good at picking up on, on product sense. And I think that's something that they saw in my portfolio was like, you know, I had built these tools in in web code or whatever in like php ruby html css but at the end of the day the decisions that i made were design decisions sure and that was kind of the distinguishing factor 
Oh, that dude. No, that's cool. It's cool that you you know, a company. I mean, I I feel like any company that is a tech company and, and like Dropbox or the Twitters or the Facebooks of the world realize that like you know we don't need someone who can just write PHP or JavaScript or Ruby. You know, we need someone who is has a little bit more sense than that. Whereabouts can think, and obviously they sort of hit the nail right on the head. Sure. Um. So we talked about the first job, and that sounds really, really cool. But what I want to know about now is, uh, well, as cool as a web administrator could be, right, yeah. um, in a room with no windows, <clears throat> what do you think was, like, your first big project? Like, in your eyes, maybe not – and I'm, I'm by that I mean – sorry that I have to give some context, but – Let's say tomorrow Dropbox releases something that is like super cool and gives a uni- gives a person a real life unicorn. Like that's a huge pro- project, right? Yeah. In 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 scope of the company, but in scope of Dan Eden, what's like? What was that first big one? Um, you know, it's hard to think now because a lot of the a lot of the projects in my portfolio now, and and this isn't a bad thing, but they've all kind of ended up just working for themselves now so you know there's Mm -hmm. very little maintenance that needs to be done Um, and at the time each of those projects felt bigger than the last one and I think what's interesting though is that at the time of working on it animate.css for me was like the smallest project ever it was a single a single css file and now and now it's turned into this this huge community of like people on GitHub contributing and these massive companies using it on their websites and everything. And like now it's my biggest commitment outside of Dropbox. It's really, yeah, it's, I, I spend more time uh, maintaining and, and working on animate.css than, than anything else. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, but I think like in terms of the project that excites me the most or, or did at the time that I was working on, like my biggest one was uh, was onward the uh, the writing environment that I worked on mm-hmm. um, just kind of because that was um, maybe the longest running problem in my life that I had had was I didn't really have a place that I could trust to to work on and save and store documents like everywhere yeah. everywhere that I was on my mobile phone and everything like there wasn't any single application that worked everywhere for me. And so Onward was my own answer to that. And uh, and that was really exciting for me. I find that sort of funny because now you work at Dropbox. Yeah. Which stores all your documents and you can access them from anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's sort of nice, actually. <laughs> um, as a side as a side, sidebar here, I notice on Animate, on the homepage, in order to thank you, it's, you know, it says that they can buy you a coffee to thank you. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that in light of our conversation, that should really be a burger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blood, you know. I should yeah. change that. Or <laughs> give like a series of options. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what was the need for Animate? Were you just like, I don't want to have to rewrite this every time? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that was actually a, a project that, and was a released about the same time as Brails. Uh, basically, okay. I was I was working on Brails and I wanted it to be like a, a fun to use application because you know money management is already a pretty stressful thing. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna make my own life easier by having these cute little yep. animations every now and then. 
Um, and so I was, I was writing these keyframes in CSS, and, um, and I just kept thinking, oh, I'm going to need to use these again, like down the line on like a client website or, you know, whatever. And so I just thought, okay, well, I'll just write a CSS file that contains all these keyframes that I'm going to want to use again. And um, so it started with like maybe two or three that I'd written during the development of Brills, and then I went on to write, you know, two or three more that I'd seen on like iOS or something. And then nearly nearly all of them are just kind of clones of animations I've seen on other on other platforms. Um, and then by the time Brills was finished, Animate.css had pretty much been finished, and I kind of put it on Forest again and said, "Hey, I made this thing." don't know if you guys want to use it and it it sat there for like a few months and didn't really do anything and then um i don't know if you guys know andrew clark malarkey on twitter yes he uh he tweeted it one day he he just happened upon it and uh and the snowball yeah it like it spiked in traffic on my website and i was like whoa that's really cool uh you know i got like a thousand hits on this one page in one day and then suddenly it just kept climbing and climbing and climbing and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is uh, this is terrifying." <laughs> and um, yeah, but the, it's a nice little rush, though, right? Yeah, it was it was awesome, but at the same time, I was like, "Crap, this is like gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a lot of hard work." And I wasn't wrong. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's flourished, um, and it's it has turned into like a a real project. You know, at the time, it was just this CSS file, but now. You know, it's spinning off other other sub projects and stuff. I don't know if you guys um, are familiar with the work that um, the HTML5 um, boilerplate group are doing at the moment. They're working on a similar file called effects.css. Um, oh, nice! That is basically like um, hardware-accelerated CSS animations to essentially help you create uh, web applications much more easily. Um, that's pretty awesome and like Paul Irish and I think like Chris Coyer and a couple of the guys created this project and in the in the initial spec it said you know here's a list of tools that are already doing this sort of thing and animate.css was there and I was like this is crazy that this Dude, like so awesome. group of amazing web developers is making this project that like recognizes yeah. my work and I'm like wow it's it's an it's a nice little nod to have yeah. you know when you wake up in the morning and you check your email or you know however you discover that they were doing this yeah um and I see now that it's a grunt package too which is pretty sweet I didn't know you had yeah um, transitioned it into that so I'm probably gonna have to use that in some of my work and some of the stuff that I do at work yeah it was uh, it was turning into a real pain to like maintain it and for other people to contribute especially with all the prefixes so like one oh, yeah. one weekend I was just like you know what, I really need to migrate this over to something more useful. And I'd been using Grunt for a while, and, uh, like, auto-prefixer is the best thing ever. So I could I could write all these animations with no prefixes and just run it through that, and it would spit out this working CSS file. So uh, Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I released it. it. It made a few people pretty upset because it meant, like, um, custom, custom uh, style sheets were harder and everything, but the overall project i think has has um benefited quite a lot from that change yeah well that's good i mean you're the one managing it right so yeah ultimately you have to make the decisions that work best for you um and the fact that you do it on the side you don't really get paid for it outside of donations it makes total sense yeah um so here's a question because 
out of some of our other guests, you probably have a more interesting background in how you got to where you are today, which is totally fine. Um, do you have any success or – well, it sounds like you have a handful of success <laughs> stories, right? Um, but do you have any moments where you were like a little frazzled? Uh, we call them horror stories. Um, they don't have to be really bad, right? It's not like that you took an entire Dropbox server down or anything like that, but <laughs> – any moment when you really, really messed up on something and, and you're like, damn, I wish I didn't do that. Um, I probably have a few of those. I think I think um, one of the good things about like working in the web, right, is that, you know, there's nothing really, really bad that can happen. You know, yeah. unless, unless you're working for a government website or something. <laughs> um, you know, you delete a file and everything is temporary to start with. So there's not much point getting super upset over the things that happen. I think, um, I guess my worst horror story or like just bad decision or almost decision was um, when I was working at this place in my hometown as a, as a web administrator, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And um, it kind of got me thinking about dropping out of college and just oh, wow. and just going straight to work, you know, because I I liked the whole nine to five thing at the time. I just I couldn't stand college. It was just like just didn't really fit for me. Like I found myself spending more time on side projects than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was here at this place with all these great people working on the thing that I wanted to be working on, which was like web and front end stuff. And um, and I was really close to dropping out. And then that's when um, Morgan Knudsen at Dropbox um, sent me a message and said, hey, do you want to come and interview at Dropbox? And yeah, it was like, it was terrifying. I think I sat on that message for a good few days before I like made the choice to like, just go for it, you know? And um, I know it, it just kind of, it was so close to not happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I look back, um, staying at college was definitely the right decision because more than anything, it, it taught me how to learn. Like it, it gave me a, a perspective on learning that I wouldn't otherwise have gotten. I think sure. that's the most valuable thing that I got. Yeah, college is good for that, right? And, it, yeah. teaches you, yeah. it teaches you shit that you don't realize it's teaching you. Yeah. It's like a parent. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it, it almost goes to like that. That's what it should do, right? It should teach you how to learn. It shouldn't be yeah. there to fill your head with with just information. And, and exactly, stuff. it should teach you how to get to that information, use it, create it, that all of that. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right, Nick. You're onto something over there. Yeah. Well, what can I say? Don't let don't let but, Google or the government find that's out. That's cool, though, man. What a what a that's just amazing. The timing, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty. It was. Pretty it was. Uh, totally surreal and now now quickly though you had you been in touch with anyone from dropbox or i mean was this literally like no uh morgan had come across my work um i still don't really know how just over like dribble or something and then click through to like my portfolio and and all this stuff so you, you guys were not in contact prior no no gotcha um yeah which is crazy to me um 
just I I uh, I thought that it would take me years and years to get that kind of opportunity, and there I was so close to just already giving up on the the idea of ever working with a place like Dropbox, and uh, and now I'm here. I'm like, this is just too good. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Well, I mean, it's got you smiling from ear to ear. That's what yeah. you want, right? Um, when you say you almost gave up on like that idea, what do you mean? When did that happen? Um, I don't know. I like. In, in the first couple of years of college when I was doing like front end and web stuff, I was like, oh, it would be so cool to work for like Facebook or something one day. Um, and then when I started working at this, this place in my hometown, I was like, you know what, this is pretty good. You know, this is, this is an easy life. It's not too stressful. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing something I love. Um, and, and kind of started telling myself that it was unrealistic to, to aim that high. Especially, especially considering like how young I was, um, mm-hmm. I thought you know, I thought to myself, okay, give it a, give it a few years, and then you can like reach out or something. Um, so yeah, it was uh, good time. That's awesome. Yeah, I get that though. I think I think a lot of people listening can probably um, vibe or, or gel with that that whole notion of being comfortable, and you know, if you're if you're somewhat happy and you're comfortable doing what you're doing um do you just keep doing that or if there's that little burning something burning inside do you just do you just say well forget the comfort i'm going to try it and, and do something big and with you it just happened to you, you were provided the door you were provided yeah. the, hey here, here's yeah. the opening and your call man and, and you did it and that's that's pretty neat well it's even better that like i mean granted it was a message right it wasn't like some like um, cryptic thing that you saw fly by in the sky. Yeah, anything, yeah. But, you know, you were given a great opportunity and you took it. Some people, you know, the nervousness and fear would take over. They'd be like, no, I'm good where I am. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's good you jumped on it, man. Yeah. Um, in in all this hindsight, I, uh, I think back to a, a phrase I heard the other day that I think is very relevant to, like, that path of mine, which is um, I would rather be at the bottom of a ladder than halfway up the ladder I don't want to be on. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think we all run into those moments and it's, I mean, and we just said this, but you weigh your options. Yeah. Right? You're comfortable in a position you don't want to be in or you're uncomfortable or you will be uncomfortable um, for a short period of time in a position you do want to be in. Yeah. Um, and it's just like weighing out the options. I always tell people, well, I tell my friends like, if you have an opportunity to quit and do what you want to do, and that, you know it's actually viable, you're not like trying to go be like a hippie hugging trees or something. Yeah. Then definitely, definitely do it. Like, you only live once. Sorry, I just said yellow <laughs> on the show, <laughs> but uh, no, it's true. You do right. You might as well be happy if you yeah. can. If you can directly contribute to your own happiness, you should do that. Yeah, totally. I actually, um, I attribute a lot of like the reason I'm here as well to to my fiance Emily. Like I met her around this same time, and uh, and she had a, a similar dream to me to like come and live and work in America. So, um, you know, but, but but for both of us, it was very much a you know maybe one day in the future thing. And then as soon as yeah. I got that message from Morgan, she was immediately like, "You have to do this," and cool. and gave me like the push that I needed. And I kind of feel like um, we're in this relay race, and I've been carrying the baton for a really long time now and now like i really want to help her succeed so that sounds really soft well you but, were like <laughs> oh, that's good, no, that's that, true. dude well you were 
in a this isn't a bad thing, but you were the meal ticket to get both of you guys into a place. Yeah. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> um, you guys were like, you know, you that opportunity was the meal ticket to get you to the U.S. Right? Not not that you wouldn't have been able to come here any other way. Yeah. But it was like we can do this, and it's not some point in the future. It's now. So fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and it seems like she's smart, right? Like she knows that she's going to do just as well. Yeah. Um, and her opportunity is going to come too. She sort of just rode your coattails over <laughs> to San Francisco. Yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty, it's really man, good. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a question for you. So, and I think this sort of rolls into that. You had this moment at drop, you know, where Dropbox reaches out, um, or in any moment when you're working on a project and, and you fill, you get filled with some kind of self doubt, um, you know, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Let's do it. And then, like, your version of reality sets in. You're like, what if I What if I don't perform? What if, you know, I fail or something like that? What, in in a more general sense, what is, like, that drive that kept you going through those moments of doubt? Um, I think impatience. <laughs> like, especially with my, with my side projects. Like, there's always that kind of crippling doubt that's just like, oh, this is such a terrible idea. I should just delete everything and just carry on using like Mint or or IA Writer or Microsoft Word or something, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I can quite easily replace that feeling with, oh, just get it out. Like, just put it somewhere. And if it's terrible, you'll know within a week or two. And then you can like apologize and get back to doing something else. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a great question because I think it's a, just a combination of all these things. Like, there's, there's always that feeling of doubt, but it's, it's quite easy to forget about it when you, when you really believe in, in what you're doing and you think that you can do something better. You know, it's... No, I've, yeah, it's, it's a nice drive to know that you can... You can do better yeah uh we have um it's back in england but i think i'm gonna have to print out another one but we have just like a a stupid uh piece of paper on the wall that just says you can do better at home it's um no that's smart is it did you design it though or is it just like straight text i designed it but it's just like future letter spaced thrown onto a piece of paper so oh (laughs) man you should put that online i know it's super small but i would definitely say put that online i'll print it out um i you know i had something on my wall similar for a while um i was making i started my professional career on the advertising side and this is something i've talked about before in a few other episodes but um i was like an account person on the advertising side and i didn't like it i liked the development a lot better um so for a while i had something on my wall to to the same extent which was like my driving force to help me to like pursue the career switch essentially mm. um, and do what I like to do. And I got, and once I got to that position, I sort of like took it down. I was like, Oh, I'm here now. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> um, awesome. But n- it's nice to have those little reminders, even if it's just a sticky note. Yeah. Um, so, so what, I was go just going to say, so, okay. On that uh, same note and the same breath, um, what would you tell your younger self you know, what's one piece of advice that uh, you would give your younger self as you are today? It's hard to pick just one. Um, or a few, yeah. I actually, yeah, you could do a few. I think I've written like three blog posts with the title of things I would tell my younger self. 
<laughs> and did you wait did you did you publish all of them and make it really confusing for people <laughs> yeah but like it's been like a once a year thing so gotcha okay yeah. so it's not that confusing no no yeah it's just um i guess maybe um and now i can't think of a single one <laughs> i think uh Probably. i think the most important thing that i uh that I've learned in 23 years is how important honesty is like in, in every single aspect of life. Um, but you know, particularly to design, it's really important to be honest in the decisions that you make and to produce things that people can trust. And, you know, honesty goes a long way toward that. And, um, you know, it works in everything else. You know, input, the important thing about a great relationship is that it's honest and it goes everywhere. No, that's really good. Would you, um, would you give newcomers that were in the same shoes you were in a couple of years ago any additional advice? Um, don't do spec work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't do work Perfect. that you're not going to get paid for, um, unless you just like really really want to, you know. Yeah. Because oh. like, the only the only exposure and promotion that you can get is is that that you give yourself. There's only there's only so much that somebody else can do for you. You can't expect other people to like get your name out there because at the end of the day they probably won't. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Did you have you ever been in that kind of situation where? You didn't purposely mean to do spec work, but you did. Or maybe you did mean to do spec work. Um, I think I think a lot of the freelance work that I did um, for, for considerably less money than I should have taken um, was partly done out of that. It was kind of like a, oh, it's going to help me build a name for myself. Um, and that might be one reason that I ended up hating freelancing. Um, gotcha. because that never happened, you know, um, yeah. even when people explicitly said like, Oh, I can like refer you and all this stuff. Like, you know, word of mouth goes a long way, but, um, you can't rely on that. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth doesn't pay your bills. Either. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, that realization was one uh, one reason that I kind of started building my own things and that's all down to self-promotion and yeah. kind of, you know, forcing all your friends to use this thing that you made. and um, Use this now if you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> if you love me, you'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Cool, Dan. It's awesome. Really, really great insight. I think now we're, we can move over to uh, having a little fun. <laughs> and uh, we've reached the part of the podcast where it's a secret fun question time. Uh, so I'm reviewing the list here. I have not picked one ahead of time, um, but going to go ahead and choose one now for you. Okay. So if we can get a little, we'll insert a little hold music into this area. Um, <laughs> here we go. So, all right. Yeah, this might be a fun one. Dan, if you won the lottery... What would you do with the money? Let's do two parts. What would you do with it big? And what's the first thing you would do? You want it and you're just like, I'm going to 
do this or buy this now. Hmm. If I won the lottery. I think um, the first thing I would do is put like between a quarter and 50% of that in savings. Practical man. <laughs> Smart. You would, obviously, uh, just being because a I, creator, you would. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I could trust myself with like a large sum of money unless a substantial amount of it was locked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then like on the larger scale, I think I would probably give like my parents a, a ton of it and my sister a ton of it and then like buy a house. All right. Give everyone enough money to party. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but or at but least, no you know, give them enough money to, to do something they really want to do or, or something yeah. that would really help them out. That'd be great. And the, the, that is an admirable answer, but no, no secret splurge item. I don't think so. Like, okay. um, I had a, I had a low scale, um, similar dilemma, um, not long ago because it was my birthday, like four days ago. And for, for months, um, like my, my parents and everybody's been saying, what do you want for your birthday? You've got to give us some ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that I, I have everything that I could possibly want or need already. Nice then. Um, so I'm, I'm currently thinking of ways that I can like give back to, you know, whether that's on like a big scale to like charities or just like within my family or something. I think awesome. that that's um, an important thing for me to do right now. So no, that's dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Introspection is great, man. right? Cause you can, yeah, I've, um, I'd like to think that we're all going to get there, whether it's sooner or later, but that moment where you're like, you know, I'm actually pretty content. Yeah. Let me, let me go shift my energy and do shit for other people. Yeah. That's a good moment. That's really, yeah, that's really sweet. And happy birthday, um, by the way. So four you. days ago. Yeah, dude. Cool. Happy birthday. I'm sure when people hear this um, recording, it won't still be four days past mm, your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, happy birthday to you, Dan. What'd you, what'd you do for your birthday? Uh, what was I do for my birthday? We, uh, we saw the Lego movie, which was awesome. Nice. I've heard very good things about that, actually. Yeah, uh, we went to a restaurant called Millennium in San Francisco, which was delicious. And uh, I drank a lot of beer, a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. Nice. Good. Good man. It sounds like you had a nice, like relaxing birthday. Yeah, it was great. Those are the best. So um, yeah, I think cool. we're I think we're about about does it. Going to wrap, Pat. Awesome. Yeah, Dan. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on the show. One last thing, though, before we do go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Any yes. projects? Any speaking gigs? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say about products you enjoy, companies you like, maybe how awesome your fiance is? <laughs> you know, anything you want. Uh, well, there's this up and coming startup called Dropbox. Um, <laughs> Tell us more. And we we are yeah. we're a growing team, and we're looking for designers and design interns to come join us. So. Uh, you can Sweet. if you you guys are going to have show notes for this thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, totally. You can just throw my Dropbox email in there and uh, yeah. Okay. Send people my way. That's great. Okay. We'll do, man. Um, cool. Thanks for joining us, Dan. We really, really appreciate it. Um, have a great day, man. Yeah, Thanks. Enjoy it. You too. And I'm sure we'll be chatting on the internet soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Take care. Bye.